You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American, recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Eric's America. I am Eric as usual, and uh, out and about in America. Uh, somewhere in the Midwest It's where I usually spend my time, unfortunately. Um, not that it's a bad place or anything like that. It's, uh, you know, driving it is uh, sort of boring, so, uh, you know, that makes it a little, little difficult from time to time. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, uh, we're about two months in to the uh, corona pandemic issue, and uh, talked about it a little bit, talked about it a little bit, uh, talked about how um, I think things are overblown, and I wonder why. I wonder why. Now, in my lifetime, there's been several of these flare-ups, whether it be MERS or SARS or uh, Ebola or different things. And, uh, and, you know, obviously none quite on this scale, but saying that it's unprecedented, it's never happened. Nothing like this has ever happened before actually is just crap. Honestly, I mean, we're saying never in history has there been a terrible pandemic that's killed a lot of people who the hell is coming up with this. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's like forgetting that there was a world before I was born or something. It's absolutely ludicrous. Um, now, what is unprecedented is taking the liberties of Americans because there's a pandemic. Now, that is new, and that is not something I'm not a huge fan of. Now, asking people to say, hey, you know, if you're sick, stay home. Um, try not to get other people sick. Um, you know, that sort of thing. And giving people the option is something that uh, America has done. And it's something that America should do. But the problem is when you start cutting into civil liberties because of an illness is where I start to have a huge problem. And the reason I have a huge problem is because it sets a precedent that's hard to put back in the box. It's hard to take it back because then people in power get this idea that, hey, all we have to do is enact this fear and we can take everybody's freedom oh it's simple well i know how to take over the world now i know how to take over america now yeah it's easy we'll just say it's a terrible emergency we're going to lock down and everybody's going to go home and be compliant and it's all good and we now you know control you and welcome communism or socialism or any of the other isms that are absolutely terrible um nazism fascism they're all the same I mean, I don't know why any of this stuff started getting ferreted out like, oh, they're so different. They're on different sides. No, they're not. They're all on the same side. They're just different versions of the same thing. It's like when you go and you have this headache, which I've had before, and you go and uh, try to find paint. And that's the best analogy I can give you. It's like paint. And you go in and you're like, well, I'd like a red. And they're like, well, which red would you like? Would you like fire engine red, blood red? How about burnt orange red or some crap? You know, it's like your head starts to hurt and go, okay, never mind. Never mind. I'll just look and find it. It's, it's fine. It's, just shut up. There's way too many shades. I can't do it. And that's the best way to think of how the politics fall. You know, um, and I heard the dumbest thing. I was watching some videos on Project Veritas, and which is great. And I'm not saying that's stupid. No, James O'Keefe does a great job. He's a great guy. Uh, he's doing great work. And uh, I was watching one of his undercover videos from Bernie and had this insane dude on there talking about how the gulags weren't bad and all that dumb shit just flowing out of his mouth. And, I, yeah, I mentioned him before. I thought the guy, I couldn't figure out how the guy got out of bed without hurting himself because he was such a moron. But um, one of the dumbest things he said was, he goes, well, you know, I just wake up and, you know, it just depends on how I feel. Some days I wake up and I'm a libertarian and then I wake up and I'm a communist. And I'm like, it just instantly gave me a migraine. I just grabbed my head like, oh, my dear God, 
what are you talking about? I am pretty much a libertarian. That's where I stand. I'm not a huge religious person, per se. Um, I don't give two shits about who you want to have sex with in the privacy of your own home. That's your private home, and I do not care. It's none of my business. I just want things to be, you know, I'm a conservative. And that's part of being a libertarian is physically conservative. Small governments. Governments stand out of my life. I don't want the government telling me what to do. I don't want the government to be a huge bureaucracy and all that. And that's what people are dealing with now. And they need to wake up and realize if you want to know what Medicare for all looks like, it looks like this pandemic. That is what it looks like. If you have any doubt whatsoever that in your mind and think, well, everybody should have Medicare, everybody should have medical coverage, we should vote for that. If you want to know what it looks like, it looks like this pandemic, a government bureaucracy trying to figure out how to dole out each individual prescription and each individual doctor and each individual thing you should be doing. And then you wake up and realize, what the fuck am I doing? There's no way I want any part of this. This is this is horrible. And that's why it doesn't work. What does work is the private sector comes in and says, okay, I invented this. Okay, I got this. I got this. Let's get it done. Let's get it done and over with and out of here. That is America. That's the way it works. And that's what we've been doing for, you know, hundreds of years now. And it does work. And it's a beautiful system. And it's why we are, you know, the wealthiest country on earth is because we don't, Unlike the Scandinavian countries, which I hear brought up all the time, well, we should be more like the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, well, if you want that, you can go right ahead. They don't let anybody else in, by the way. By the way, their borders are very, very definite, and they're not inviting you. But if that's where you want to go, more power to you. Maybe you can convince them to let you in. And uh, you can make... 50,000 a year and give 50% of it to the government so people can have health care that's not as good as what's in America and if that's what your dream more power to you but don't try to sell it to me because I'm not that stupid I'm not that uneducated and backward that I can't figure that out I can do simple math and figure out that I don't want to live on less than $20,000 a year and try to squeak by just so I can what Go get a flu shot once a year, wait in line for two years to get a surgery and be dead before it happens. Give me a break. And we know how this works. I mean, veterans have been complaining about it for years, about the VA system and how terrible it is. And there's been expose after expose and and people have personal experience with it. And they can all tell you that it's it's a horrible thing. It's not the greatest, latest, greatest, best thing in the world. And there's a lot of private individuals that have stepped up in the last probably decade or over a decade now that have, uh, you know, privatized part of it and bringing inventions and donations and making it better, which is great, which is what we should do. But the system in and of itself is terrible and it's corrupt and it has been and it's widely known. That's what social medicine looks like. That's what Medicare for all looks like. It looks like this right now. People trying to figure out how long they got to wait in line to get a government stamped test. So, before you swallow that whole uh, spiel, hook, line, and sinker, maybe, maybe you should wake up and educate yourself and go, no, no, I don't believe I want any part. No part of that. I, uh, no thanks. Um... But the whole uh, losing liberty bothers me. One thing I will apologize for, from time to time you will hear some extra noises or something behind me. And and I wish that I had this perfect, pristine studio to do this in all the time. But honestly, uh, working on the road, I record where I can. So the audio quality isn't as perfect as I would like. And trust me, I would like to make it perfect. So... um just a little caveat for that. If you hear some weird sound, it's it's not anything on your end. It's probably just a noise. I've hit something or tapped something or touched something and it picks it up. So I just put that in there. But anyway, the uh, the one thing, I you know, over the years, you know, you kind of look at things a little differently. When you're younger, you get a little older, you go, okay, that's what they were talking about. I got you. I understand. 
But the one thing that has always stuck with me from as long as I can remember was free will, freedom, liberty, individual liberty. Now, it has gotten me in trouble at some point asserting that I am free. So, no, you can't tell me that's what I need to think. No, you can't tell me that's what I need to say. I'm, I'm free to decide on my own. If I decide that I agree with you, then that's fine. I will say that. If I decide that I disagree with you, then no, I'm not going to. And that has been something that, yes, at some points were a problem, I would guess. Uh, never been in any big trouble or anything, so it's not that sort of thing. But, you know, you get called defiant or rebellious and, and all that sort of thing. And the funny thing that I want to put out there to everyone that listens, and hopefully more and more people listen, you want to be a true rebel. You want to be a true rebellious person. You know who the true revolutionaries and rebellion is? Freedom. It's people like Abraham Lincoln, a huge conservative. People that founded this country. Those are revolu revolutionaries. Those are rebels. You want to truly be a rebel, fight against groupthink. Fight against the mob. I don't mean the mob as in the mafia. I'm saying the mob at, that is out there trying to tell you exactly what to think, say, and do. It's, it is repulsive. And at the end of the day, people start to wonder, like, well, why would all these people do these things or want these things? And it all comes back to the same answer. They want control and power, like so many people do. You know, you get a little taste of it. You like it. Oh, I want to control more people and tell more people what to do. So that's what it comes down to. And I worry. I've been very concerned, not just for the economic backlash that I uh, fear, from the uh, corona. My biggest fear is for our liberty and for our freedom. And in no way do I want people to get sick and die. That's not what any of this is about. People get sick and die every day, unfortunately, all over the globe. And would it be great to stop a lot of that? Yeah, it would be. But being realistic at the end of the day and going, well, how much of your liberty are you willing to walk away from? And are you going to be able to get that back? And are they are people going to use this, the people in power going to use this as a precedent every time? And what I worry about is not the federal government so much. It's the local governments, the individual state governments, especially New York, California, Washington, my home state of Michigan, which, you know, I may not claim for too much longer, just saying, uh, democratic strongholds start to see how much power they can really exert in the name of an emergency. And I think that's some of what you're seeing now, you know, declaring a state of emergency is one thing. Usually that happens because the federal government then cut, starts cutting checks to that state and giving them lots of money. And if you want to know why everybody just, it was a huge domino effect, you know, you would see it when it first started. There's like three people sick in the state. Well, it's a state of emergency. And everybody's like, what? What, are they what do you mean it's a state of emergency? Um, that declaration usually gets you a whole lot of federal money. So, yeah, they're they're... <laughs> There's one person sick and, you know, I'm not even sure they're from here, but it's a state of emergency. And that's kind of what started the whole snowball uh, to understand that. Um, but what I worry about, honestly, is when they start to say, well, hey, we're we know what the federal government says, but, you know, we're not going to listen to that. And that was already happening with like the sanctuary cities and and things like that, which are just absurd. Um but, you know, you see this in places like, well, we're shutting down for a month. You know, and it's almost a defiant kind of thing. Like, well, I know you said, you know, a couple weeks, but we're going a month. We're going to go six weeks, whatever. And yes, you do want to keep people healthy. And I think the biggest thing is everybody is 
fear, fear begetting fear, and at the top, the fear of losing control or power, and it's it's just a perfect storm of mass austerity. You know, I'm realistic in a lot of ways, and I look at numbers, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that have this over the world, that's true, and yes, people are dying, that's true, and you know, I think we should put up counters for everything. I've said this before in the podcast. Let's put up counters for everything. If you really want to get people in a state of panic, let's just put up counters for everything. Everything everybody's getting every day, sick, dying, all that. Let's just have a uh, network of just counters. How many people died today from, you know, smashing, you know, their car? How many people died today from falling down their bathroom? How many people died today because they were mugged on the street? Let's just put it all up there and let the chips fall where they may. It would be horrible, and people would freak out. I mean, hell, you'd, you'd, half the people would never leave their home again. They'd be scared to death. But anyway, I get off the topic. But really, that's what starts to scare me, is once they realize the kind of power they have and can't uh, you know, inject and what kind of power they can assert over their small domain, what where does that end or what precedent does that set? Now I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm, I'm throwing this out there as something to think about because at this time, a lot of people are setting home and I hope more people tune in and listen to things like this, you know, and, and start to get to the point, you know, Hey, you're sitting around at home. You got nothing else to do. You know, you got plenty of time to think, think about what you've been told, what's going on, what, what could happen. And it's not a fear. It's just, a caution to say, Hey, this is, this is where people could take this. How far could they take it? I mean, of course, I mean, you think about it, it could become very draconian. It could be very bad, but also what precedent does this set? And is it a scary precedent to say, well, we're not asking you to stay well. We know so much better than you that we're just going to tell you what you're going to do. And that's where I start to get angry. Because you asked me to do something, I'm, as we all know, human nature. This isn't a partisan or a sex or any, any disparity whatsoever to any, everybody in general falls into this for the most part, is you tell somebody to do something, they are far less likely to do it than if you ask them to. And that is human nature. It doesn't matter what flag or whatever you want to fly. It does not matter. That's just human nature in general. And so they wonder, they're like, well, why would all these people go out and break this and break that and do this? You know, they're, they're supposed to do this. Well, it's because you didn't ask them to do it. You just told them to do it. And, you know, that is a human nature. But my worry is when does this alarm sound again? You know, they're talking about, oh, we got to lock down everything for six or eight months are you crazy? I mean, at that point, you shut everything down for six to eight months. What the hell is the use of coming back out? There's nothing to come back out to. No one will have a job. Nobody will have a job. Nobody will have a bank account. Their house, I mean, as soon as it's opened back up, their house is gone. So they won't even have that to come home to. There won't be food. I mean, none of it will go anywhere or do anything. And these aren't things that people are thinking about. They're like, oh, we're going to keep people healthy. Well, I don't, I don't know necessarily know about that. There's a lot of people that are going to be stuck at home dying because of something completely different because they can't go out to get any help for it. So, you know, and that's starting to happen too. That, that people aren't thinking about, well, we're worried about this Corona. We're going to shut down everything, but Corona, that's all we're going to deal with here at this hospital. Somebody comes in with a heart attack. Well, I don't know. They don't have Corona, do they? Well, we're not too worried about it. We're all worried about Corona right now. So there are many, many, many problems that so many people aren't talking about. There's very few. There are a few. There are a few that are starting to come around going, what are we doing? You know, what, what are we giving up to, to supposedly be safe? What are we giving up? And that is very, very concerning to me. You know, I'm out here working. We're talking about, well, you know, our work may last for another week or week and a half or whatever. And then we're going to have some time off as often happens with the work we do is, um, 
you know, you have this where you'll be really, really busy for two or three months and you're not seeing your home for two or three months. And then suddenly, you know, they're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to be off for two weeks. And, uh, you know, now, now I don't know if I want to go home, you know, I want to go home. I want to see my son. I want to, you know, be in my home for a little bit, but I see what's going on there. And, you know, they, they're ringing the alarm bell loud and long and and yes there are people getting sick there um and death tolls you know are rising everywhere and you know it's just i don't know i've always been a historical uh, a history lover and you know i've i believe i've said it before on here that the you know, my whole understanding was you learn from history. You learn what people have done before. So you know what to do and what not to do in the present, in the future. And as it's been said before, you know, those who ignore history are doomed to repeat it. And unfortunately, um, not only is that happening with so many things and so many ideologies and everything else that's going on, but it's also happening in this case where people are like, well, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And then you go, well, no, no, it's really not the worst thing that's ever happened. And then they just dismiss it like, well, well, that happened, you know, a hundred years ago. So what's that matter? Well, what matters is the fact that it's, not the first time it's ever happened. This is not the first time that something like this has went around the globe and got people sick and people have died from it. So the only thing that's unprecedented about it is the fact of how much freedom you're asking us to give up to be protected from it. And why is the story always changing? That's another problem I have. Why is that, that story always changing? Why is the goalposts always changing? Why, why is this stuff happening? And you know, the usual response is, well, we're just understanding more about it. So now we, we're changing what we think. And that bothers me a little because it's way too vague. You know, like the whole thing with like the masks and stuff, you know. Uh, I would rather people just be straight honest and say, hey, you know, they might help. They may not. We're not really sure, but we know for sure we need them for these people. So we're going to keep them. And... uh you know, if you get some, fine. If you don't, we're sorry. But, you know, the people that I have to deal with, the the people that are going to get sick need them worse than you do. And if you told that to people, most people are like, all right, I got you. I got you. You know, I'm not going to be around, you know, a thousand people that have it and them breathing on me. So I figure I'm going to be okay. Um, and common sense is a huge thing. And, and like I've said many, many times in my life, you know, common sense and, and authority too many times don't exactly uh, work well together, apparently. And so, you know, a lot of times uh, people do things because they say, well, it's, you know, the in the best interest of everyone right now. Well, stop, stop deciding what's in my best interest and just tell me straight out and I can decide that. And there's my biggest problem. That's my biggest problem with government and the reason there's no way in the world that I will ever, ever, ever fall on the left. Ever. Never, ever. And somebody, you know, make the stupid comment, well, what if somebody put a gun to your head? Well, they're going to have to shoot me. Because the whole premise of the left is to take away my ability to think for myself. And that is not something that I am ever, ever going to be willing to give up. And for those of you that are very impassioned, as I am, about being an independent person, an independent thinker, um, I guess it makes it almost impossible to fall on that side because I'm not about, uh, you know, not about the whole, uh, we know better. So we're going to tell you, tell me the truth and then I will decide what's best for me. And, you know, that's that seems to be the best premise for any type of uh, government or authority in any in anything, you know. Um, you know, we we ran into this myself personally uh, this week, you know, um, one of our bosses said, hey, you know, it's up to you guys what you want to do. You know, I know a lot of people are worried and scared and, 
you know, maybe you want to go home or whatever. And I said, well, you know, if it gets too much worse, maybe I do. Maybe I should go home. But for right now, I need to make the money that I can right now because, you know, this, it seems like the world's losing its mind. I don't feel scared about it. I'm not too concerned about it myself personally for my personal safety. I'm, I'm fine. I'm away from most people, so I'm good. And, uh, you know, that's about the best you can do. And that's the best I could ask for. Hey, you gave me the option. I made my decision. Perfect. Great. That is, that is my prescription for government. Give me the option. I'll make my decision. And at the end of the day, the only person that I can have a problem with is myself. This seems to be a huge problem for the world, but it seems to be a huge problem in America and has been for a while. And it's something I don't understand. You know, it's one of the reasons that I I have never understood a lot of the things on the left. Why are you telling me what I have to do? Give me the option. That was one of the reasons I was so happy to become an adult. I wanted to be an adult and not be a kid anymore. Why? Because I wanted to have the option. You know, it's just like people say, well, you have to go do this every day. Well, no, you don't technically have to. You choose to. You know, I choose to not starve to death, so therefore I choose to go to work and earn some money to buy dinner. You know, people don't think about things in those terms so much, you know, and that's where you get the entitled crap that we're all dealing with on a daily basis anymore. This whole, well, capitalism oppresses people and puts people in slavery. I mean, that's the most... Moronic statement I've ever heard. No one's forcing you to. And if you consider it being forced upon you to have to make your own decisions and decide for yourself how to feed yourself and clothe yourself and, and put shelter around yourself, well, that's, I'm sorry that that's such an oppression upon you. I, I apologize. Maybe, you know, maybe you should work on that. Maybe you should figure out why that's such an issue. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. I've never had, <laughs> I've never had it uh, super easy when it came to money at any point in my life. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I keep working hard and trying to make some right decisions and maybe that'll happen later on. But, um, but the one thing that is very true about it is there's nothing more liberating. There's nothing more liberating than being the driver in uh, in your path in life and being the one that makes the decision for yourself. And that doesn't mean you don't take other people into consideration. And that's the next thing I you know you get hit with is, well, you're not you know considering others. Well, that's not true. We all consider others in every decision we make. And, you know, the others would be our family and loved ones and, and things like that. Though That all comes into, uh, into play. But what I'm saying is that is part of your independence is saying, okay, well, I've got to make these decisions. Yeah, this person and this person depend on what I do. So I take that into consideration. But at the end of the day, they're not deciding this for me and I'm not deciding it for them. I'm deciding it for myself. And, you know, that, that is really where my ideology lands for the most part. And it's why this whole thing bothers me is I, I feel that we all need the liberty to make the decision of what we want to do about it. And, you know, I see these people get so angry and hateful, you know, somebody be out going, doing something and they're like yelling and screaming at them like, you know, oh, you don't care about others. You don't care about this. Well, how do you know what they care about? I can understand if they're running down the street with vials labeled, you know, coronavirus and are hurling it at people. But, you know. This whole public shaming, the the whole public group think, I can't do it. I just can't. It's, and some people will say, well, you know, hey, you know, it's to your own detriment. You know, you might get sick and die. Well, I very may well. But you know what? I did it on my terms and I decided to do that. So I have no one else to blame but me. And I am just happy as hell 
to stand and look in the mirror and say, hey, you made this decision. This is what you thought was the best decision. You made it. This is the consequence. I'm fine with that. And at the end of the day, most people should be. That's what you need, really need to strive for. That's the best way to know how to, to live your life is when no matter what, that is what freedom truly is, is no matter what, at the end of the day, you have to answer to yourself and go, hey, listen, I made this decision and this is what happened. Good, bad, or indifferent, I made that decision. That's what happened. All right, I'll either learn for, from it in a good way or a bad way. It may be a great decision. I'm, I know usually that that sort of diatribe ends in somebody going, well, it was a terrible decision. Something really bad happened, and uh, now i got to own up to it. But that's not necessarily the case, and that's not, not what I'm saying at all. It's not just when things go bad and when things go good. Go in and say, yeah, that was my decision. I, I feel good about it. I, I reaped a good benefit from it, and that's good. And that's what I need to do. And, and by learning from it is, hey, I need to make more decisions like that. And that should educate me on decisions later in life, what I should do. These are all things. It's just personal responsibility. And if everybody took personal responsibility, you'd be so surprised what a different, uh, different dialogue we would have as a country, as a world. You know, the whole idea that we have split the whole world up into victims and aggressors is just so insane. It's so crazy. You know, supposedly I've victimized millions of people because I'm white and I'm male. And I don't know how the hell I've victimized anybody. <laughs> I've been uh I've been pretty poor most of my life and uh just tried to do the best I can and work and try to, you know, treat people the best I can and that's all I can ask and you know, that's why people don't understand people don't get it at all they wonder what happened you know they go back to like these people are still analyzing what happened in 2016 they're like well what are all these these guys all these people what are they so angry about why'd they vote this way or vote that way well mostly the answer is really damn simple we've had years of this groupthink ideology telling us that we are the worst thing in the world and we have caused everything and we're such terrible people and there's a whole lot of people out there like me that says what the hell if I have not only is it untrue it is the mirror image of the truth it is the exact opposite in fact you and the people that are running your ideology have persecuted all these people myself and my family never persecuted anyone and the fact that you feel guilty about it's probably good you should feel guilty go research your your own party the people you're sticking up for those are the people that did 90 percent of this so they get angry and go wait a second we're, we're not a part of any of this we didn't have a part in any of this we're just trying to do the best we can every day to provide for ourselves our family and and build a better life and and raise our children and and have a good world and that's what we want to do and we're sick of hearing how we should be beat down and we're terrible awful people and we don't say things right and we don't we're just all dumb stupid all that i mean give me a break this coming from some of the biggest morons i've ever seen or heard in my life i hear these people talk and i'm just like wow you know how long does it take to get that moronic? You know, and these are celebrities too, you know, these are celebrities and people that are supposed to be the educated smart ones. And I hear just the most moronic, uh, man, it's hard to find all the words. I would need a thesaurus for an hour and just look up all the words for stupidity. And that would describe so many of these people. And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, idiots like Bill Maher and, and just morons, dude. I mean, the guys, if he had two brain cells, they would never meet. You know, talking about, oh, I hope I have a recession so I can elect a Democrat. That, that's great. That's great, Bill. Um, why don't you fuck off? How about that? That would be the best thing that I could think of. Or just shut the hell up. I mean, either way, I don't care. You know, it's just... My biggest thing is, I don't care. Everybody has their right to their opinion, and that's fine. But when you have a megaphone that big, try not to be such an idiot. Try not to sound so stupid. 
and arrogant, that might help. Especially when you have no idea of what you're talking about and you're just being a dipshit. How about like toning it down a little bit or better yet, just, you know, get an education. Use your brain. If you have one left, use it. You know, well, of course, well, it's not going to hurt me. I mean, that's exactly what they're saying. Well, I hope there's a recession because I have enough money that it won't hurt me. It'll just hurt all the other people that, you know, I can't control and I want to control. You know, so just say it. Grow a pair. Grow a pair. And just say, well, I'm an arrogant asshole that wants to oppress everyone and I have money, so I don't care if you go broke. Fine. You're an asshole. At least you said what was really on your mind. You know, I can give you credit for that. I'd be like, yeah, he's a douche. But, you know, at least he came out and was honest enough to say it. So, uh, maybe that's, you know, it's just like, you know, when you're talking about like CNN and shit. Why don't they just come out and be honest? Be like, well, we just, you know, we just really hate Trump. And we just really want to have full ideological control over everyone. And that's what we're going to set out to do. And then everybody's up front and say, okay, well, that's fine. And people that want to follow along will follow along. And the people that don't won't. It's fine. It's fine, and I'm totally fine with that. Just stop trying to pretend you're something you're not because it just makes you look like such a moron. I mean, it really does. Because, And the reason I say that is because you have people who are trying to ideologically and trying desperately to come up with some kind of valid reason that everything that comes out of their mouth is hypocrisy and bullshit. And you have these people twist themselves into knots trying to explain how somehow they're not saying they're complete assholes that want to control the world and they do not give a shit about you or anybody else. It's just about their power and control. But they try to find all these ways that they can twist it and they twist themselves into knots and they sound like morons. Now, I'm not saying they're technically morons. I mean, I, I think they're morons because of how they believe. But they're not morons. But they look that way when they twist themselves into knots and try to make stupid jokes and whatever, you know, to make themselves look great and that they're not the complete douchebags that they are. So, hey, you know, that's for what that's worth. But, you know, I mean, I just see it for what it is. I mean, yeah, I've been around a lot of people that lied their asses off and pathological liars. I know what it looks like. It looks exactly like they do. So, you know. And, you know, the funny part and the part that really should, uh, you know, give you a clue is when these people were just banging on this drum, man, they're just, I mean, they're loving every minute of, uh, watching all of us lose our civil liberties, um, for a virus because, uh, you know, to them, it's the biggest Christmas gift they could have gotten. And, you know, apparently that's, that's what makes them run and tick is any amount of control and power they can put on you, buddy. They are signed up for it in a heartbeat. So what have we really gained out of all this is, is a good question. It's an honest question. Um, maybe we, uh, you know, by trying to prevent further spread and everything, of course, that, that helps keep people healthier. It saves some lives. And I'm not saying any of these things are bad in any way. So that's the first thing. But what we're starting to see now are the glimpses of what people will do. And, you know, I've been pretty easy about and throwing it out there that, oh, these people are just evil and they're awful. And, you know, maybe that's the way I see them. But honestly, you know, it is partial human nature uh, for people to get power, want power, want to keep it, uh, love controlling people. And, and, you know, maybe that's, you know, that's a side of, of human behavior that, yeah, we do need to address and, and figure out because, you know, I don't really understand that. I have no desire to control or lord over anyone. You know, I just want to have control over myself. And maybe that's the fundamental difference. Maybe if there is a true fundamental difference between someone who is a liberal, progressive, whatever, and someone who is more conservative and on the right, maybe that is the big difference. I have no desire to have some kind of great control or run people in any way, shape, or form. That's not not anything that I've ever wanted to do. That's not who I am. You know, other than myself, I want to have control over myself and make my own decisions and not have to deal with government involvement in that in any way, shape or form. So, you know, that's a, you know, that may be a key difference that, you know, and actually, um, 
the next show that I do this week, I'll probably do a short, like, little uh, coronavirus update about things. And um, and then I, I want to start a uh, little thing on what are the true differences between the left and right. And that's that's something that really needs brought out so people can understand. But what you're seeing right now is the con- the consolidation of control in some of these places that is scary. And then you really see what's truly, truly important on the left and that's the real eye-opener for a lot of people. And I hope people are paying attention. Uh, last week, they were doing the stimulus thing. Now, where you fall on the stimulus thing is, you know, kind of weird. You know, for me personally, I haven't lost work yet. So, to me, um, although it sounds great on the surface, like, oh, somebody's going to send me a big check. But I also realize that I'm taking that from someone who worked and earned that money. So, I'm good. I'm good. Maybe if I was really destitute, I would be like, okay, maybe I'll take it and and hopefully I can pay that forward later. And that is something that people need to start thinking about. Anytime you get money like that, someone worked and earned that money. Whether you think they are good, bad, indifferent, left, right, center, out and left field, whatever. Someone worked and earned that money. And so you need to be mindful of that. And the whole idea that I'd always thought of it is, well, if I'm really far down and I have been at points in my life, been really far down and have gotten a helping hand, then you always want to say, Hey, you know, if I get in a better position, I want to be able to help. And that's the way it's supposed to work theoretically. So let's, let's, you know, where I fall in that category right now, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I haven't lost work. Everything's okay at the moment. That could change. We'll see. Anyway, back to where I was. The uh, the idea of the stimulus things. Okay, fine. I understand. And I think, you know, obviously, because of this, you know, some industries are really, really hurting. And if we want the economy to be back where it was, which was absolutely on fire, then, you know, we need to keep these businesses going. Because, like I've said before, if you shut everything down and bankrupt a whole bunch of people and kill a whole bunch of businesses, what the hell have you actually done? Yeah, a few more people will be alive, but there'll be a whole lot of people who wish they weren't. So people don't think of it in those terms, but they really need to start thinking of, of those terms. Because honestly, at the end of the day, be like, well, yeah, I have my health. Unfortunately, I don't have a home, car, job, or food. Well, that's a big fucking problem. That's a huge fucking problem. Maybe somebody <laughs> should figure that out. So... There is that side, but you started to see some of this crazy shit, and some of it still made it into this last stimulus bill because of Nancy Pelosi, who I I just is such a terrible person. I can't even, I could take a whole podcast and just talk about what a horrible person this, this lady is. I mean, she's involved with terrorist groups and everything else, and that's not a lie. It's literally, literally documented, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood, which is attached to Hamas and all these things, and she's part of it. It's called CARE. And not only are they attached to um, Muslim hate groups and, and, you know, uh, terrorists, um, you know, in another way, they are attached to um, Russia and communist regimes around the world. So let's just be honest. And that's what I'm doing. It's as honest as I can be. This woman is not a good person. But then you start to see the insane shit they try to shove in this bill. And that's when you really, I mean, she literally tried to get the whole Green New Deal shoved into this bill. Now I've talked about the green new deal before, and it has little to do with the environment and a whole hell of a lot to to do with destroying the economy of the U S. So foreign powers can then have the advantage and take this country. That's what it essentially does. That's what AOC is about. That's what the squad's about. That's what Pelosi Schumer that's, that's their, their alliances do not rely, uh, do not ally with the American people. They do not care about America. They hate America. And they've taken so much money and backroom money and so many alliances with so many regimes around the world um, that they are puppets for that. I mean, once you sell your soul and sell out, then, you know, you are aligned with them. And their their prize is the United States. And that's not just a, well, they want to steal this part or that part. They want the whole country. They want everything. They want to own the entire country. And that is not a 
you know, it sounds like this crazy conspiracy, but it is the honest to God truth. And you can, you can do the research yourself. These people are attached to, to things that would just make you shudder. And you think, what the hell are they doing in power? And they've been put in power by these people, by the backing, because the problem is, is the American people are busy doing what we have done. And unfortunately, we, as most of this country, believe in the founding and what the founding ideas were and what's never talked about. Unfortunately, there should be more conservative people out there getting people awake to the fact that we're not awakening America as we're going to change your mind. I firmly believe that probably 80 plus percent of Americans fall directly in the conservative camp. And why is that? We believe in the Constitution. We don't believe that the government gives us our rights. We believe we're born with those rights. That Those are ours. They're there for you to protect, not for you to mess with. Stop fucking with them. Those were there. You don't get to take them away. They didn't come from you. You were there to protect them. Number one. Number two on this list is most people assume that that's what the government is there to do and that they shouldn't have to be bothered with it all the time. And unfortunately, way too many of us for years have just kind of let all the politics stuff go through one ear, out the other, don't pay attention to it. You know, we'll go vote. A lot of people don't even vote, um, you know, and just kind of roll on. And what that's allowed to happen is people with special interest and foreign governments and all these nasty, crazy things have realized that and said, you know what, most people, you know, if we get a platform and we lie big enough and loud enough and long enough, then most people are just going to assume that we're the good guys. We, we want good things and they'll just cast the vote and they just want to go about their lives. And that's true. And it should be that way. I mean, it's sad that to think that most Americans now need to be politically plugged in at all times to know what's going on and to guard ourselves. That's not how it should be. It really shouldn't, you know, in, in the idealistic world, this wouldn't be an issue, but apparently it's become an issue. And so now you've got this uh, stuff like they're trying to shove in the green new deal, you know, which is all about shutting down a whole third of the economy giving it over to the government so they can then shut it down because somehow we're going to save the planet. And I've, I've already talked about what a ludicrous, stupid idea this is and how they want to talk about a consensus in science. And it's based nowhere in science. In fact, if you actually follow science, then you would know that, you know, CO2 is not a pollutant in any way, shape or form. It is the one of the major building blocks of all life on this planet. And if you take it away, then you're going to kill everything on this planet but you know that's a whole nother thing so stuff like that and they're pushing this in and they already gave you know in the last one which i hate because this is where you really see the true colors of these people why can't you pass a clean bill and by clean bill that means okay we want stimulus for these people these people these people they need help they're hurting this is a bad time let's get this through and get it out to them most people, and when I say most people, I'm going to say 95% of the people in this country, no matter what flag you wave or whatever, is going to say, okay, I'm okay with that. In fact, most of the people in this country, and you've seen it, I, I mean, we've seen it, people going out and helping uh, like truckers and stuff that couldn't go through drive throughs and get food and people that are out here working on the front lines, people stepping up to help them because as Americans, that's what we are taught. It's one of our fundamental things that we is kind of part of our allure is we are the people that help you know if a god's down hey we're going to pick him up because that's who we are so most people would agree with that and have no problem most people would be very appalled of well what are you giving 25 million dollars to this this endowment for the arts for and they, the, they say, oh, well, let's keep the people that um, to be employed there, you know, that aren't going to be able to perform and stuff, you know, because of the economy. And somebody goes, OK, well, they just fired all their people. So who's the money going to? Huh. 
wonder. That's weird. Um, crap like, uh, well, well, we'll help out the airline industry that is absolutely essential. And I know people, will, you know, kind of go back and forth and say, well, why should we help them? You know, blah, blah, blah. But the whole thing is without them, you lose so much of the commerce and, and everything that is essential that makes us a, uh, a modern and industrialized country. So it is essential and it needs to be there. And they want to attach things like, well, we need diversity officers to make sure everybody's the right sex and gender. It's all mixed right. And they can't have, they have to reduce their emissions to zero emissions in five years. Or we're not going to give them money. And you sit there and go, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, personally to me, and, and like I say, there's so many commentators out there that talk about these sort of things and everybody kind of tiptoes around it and, and tries to be civil and nice. And there is a place for that. Don't get me wrong. I think civil, uh, civil niceties and trying to have a civil debate and that sort of thing and get your ideas across. There's a, there's a huge time and place for that. But for me, I'm getting kind of tired of that. I'm getting kind of sick of it. And that's, that's where we came to in uh, 2016. Uh, and that's why people elected Donald Trump and more than likely will again if this coronavirus doesn't give the Democrats leverage to kind of screw with the election, which is the next thing I'm going to talk about. So, you know, you look at things like this and there's a lot of that crap that actually made it in. And when they uh, when people started asking some of the Republican senators, like, why the hell would you vote for this? What are you talking about? You know, why'd you give one hundred and twenty five million to your buddies out there in the state that has nothing to do with coronavirus? And, you know, they said, well, basically we were told we were held hostage and said, well, hey, you know, either you leave this in or we're not going to pass it. And then basically we're going to blame you and say that you are not helping the American people and make you look bad and lose the next election. And the problem is when you're in the middle of a of a situation like we're in. People aren't going to listen long enough to find out what's your good, noble reason for standing up. And these terrorist, awful people know that. So they are going to take advantage of that. And now they're going to, they're working on another stimulus plan. Pelosi and some are working on their own stimulus plan that they're going to try to ram through. And it's going to have nothing to do with coronavirus. It's going to have everything to do with their crazy leftist policies. And they're going to try to use that to batter everybody on the right, period. And say, well, they don't like Americans. They hate it. They want you to get sick and die. And they don't want to help you and all that. And see what terrible people. We told you they were terrible people. When none of it's going to have anything to do with what's going on. But most of the American people aren't going to listen to that second part. They're not going to listen to what actually is going on. And this is stuff that is going to make you sick, like uh, open borders. Oh, that's terrible. We don't want that, and we absolutely don't want it during a coronavirus. But that's not what they're going to come out and say. They're going to say, well, this was a stimulus plan. Stimulus for what? Open borders? Health care, you know, Medicare for all? Green New Deal? What does any of that whatsoever have anything to do with with what's going on right now nothing but they're going to use it as a weapon to try to get it pushed through and they knowing that nobody's going to vote for it but that's the plan because either you vote for it and you get labeled a hero because you did something during the coronavirus or you're a villain and we're gonna you know get you out of office so we can get our leftist crazy communist nazi fascist bullshit into the American government. And it is that dangerous and it is that real and it is that scary. And what I start to worry about is scenarios and where they can use these lockdowns, shutdowns to affect elections, to affect delegates, to affect those kind of things. Because I feel for whatever reason, and like I said, I could be wrong. I'm trying to keep a, my finger on the pulse of the situation and see where we're going. But it did start to scare me because apparently Cuomo now is the big, huge hero. You know, never mind the fact that, you know, his administration, as of when they shut down travel from China and said, hey, you know, this stuff's getting a little scary. We shouldn't be doing all this, that uh, 
him and the people in his administration were like, oh, don't listen. They're just, you know, they're just a bunch of uh, racists and bigots. Go out and go to the Chinese New Year parade. And now they're like, oh, my God, why are all the people in New York getting sick? I wonder, asshole. Because nobody else knows how to put two and two together, you jackass. I can. I figured it out real damn quick. You're a jackass. But anyway, then he started saying yesterday that, well, we're not going to go back to normal. We're going to go back to a new normal. And that scared the absolute shit out of me. What the hell are you talking about new normal? Because those kind of words like that, you know, I try to do my best not to get hung up on just words because I've said it before, you know, words, you know, if your life depends, live and die on what someone says, then maybe you should reevaluate yourself. But that scared me because what does that mean? The new normal. Does that mean every time that you get a whim, you're going to shut down and lock people in their homes? Because that is one of the biggest reasons we have a Second Amendment right. Because we need an insurance policy against tyranny. And that sure as hell sounds like it to me. And that sounds like a scary, scary statement when someone says, well, we're not going to go back to normal. We're going to go back to the new normal. That sounds fucking terrifying. But is there a scenario? And like I say, I, I just I have this bad feeling that this is kind of like a dress rehearsal for something so much scarier. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's the fact that, you know, you know things and you start to research and see where a lot of these people are allied and where they get their money and who's supporting them and see that there's absolute horrible people not that far removed from some of these people that are in places of power that go, what the hell, how, you know, I mean, as a basic fact, there's probably half of the democratic party that couldn't pass an FBI background check to even be hired in the federal government, but they don't have to, if they're voted in. Remember that that's very scary to think about, but is this some kind of way to manipulate what isn't that long ago? I remember 2016 where they were getting, you know, the the ads that went out to get the uh, electorate not to cast their votes that they had already been pledged to to elect Donald Trump to make it official, even though he had won the election. I wonder, you know, it's one of those things where you start to wonder if they're willing to go out and spend money and make a big ad to tell people, oh, please don't do what you're you know supposed to do don't listen to the american people which you know i wonder why nobody was saying anything about that then you know i saw that again the other day you know somebody was replaying it you know on a on a video i was watching and i saw that and i thought man nobody found that disturbing nobody found that just insulting as hell that a group of people in America went and made a national ad campaign that said, listen, don't listen to the American people. They're stupid. Side with us. We have money and we want to keep power. You know, they might as well just, you know, like I've said before, just come out and be honest. That's the easiest way to do it. Doesn't mean you're going to get any more, any more traction than you did before. I'm not trying to sell that illusion to them that, Somehow, if they come out and be honest, that they're going to get more people following them. But I would have more respect for them if they just came out and said, yeah, we're really pissed off. We lost the election and we're scared. We're not going to be able to keep people under our thumb anymore. And we can't rip off the American people as much. So could you please not do that so we can keep our money and our power? At least I could say, well, at least they're being honest. I mean, they're assholes, but at least they're being honest. But they never are. It's just like the whole thing from China. I mean, I don't believe the numbers that came out. They said only 4,000 people died and less than 100,000 people got it. Yeah, right. I'm sure it's way higher than that. And I'm sure that the death toll is extreme. And as happens with people on the left, they're never, ever going to tell the truth. Ever. Never. We'll never know the truth on that one. And so in this coronavirus hysteria and I know people that are genuinely scared to death and I do understand that anything unknown is very scary and illnesses are, are a scary thing 
because it goes to the whole idea like the whole climate change and co2 and and all that kind of thing it's invisible you can't see it you can see some of the uh, you can see someone who's ill and like they do all the time with the climate change thing, you know, something bad happens. They go, see, that's what it is. Or, oh, look over here. See, that's what it is. Even though in their case for that, it's really not the same thing. But in this, you can see people get sick. Now, the whole thing is for a lot of people and a lot of people in America, when you look at these numbers, you have to look at it right. You know what I mean? And just like I, I think about like going home. I said earlier, because of this whole thing, you know, starting to worry about going home. Well, you know, you look at it and they're like, oh, they're shutting everything down and people are getting sick. And then I look at it and it's like, well, there's 10 or 12,000 people in Michigan sick. The odds of me actually knowing one of these 10 or 12,000 out of eight and a half million is very minuscule. So it starts to give me that same kind of feeling like, wait a second, what's going on? I'm not seeing any of these people. And I'm wondering because, you know, I saw a couple of people are like, well, we got sick, but now we're over it and, you know, we're fine. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, but it leaves that doubt. And the reason it leaves that doubt is because we've been lied to so much about so many of these things that it leaves that doubt. And, but I do know people that are genuinely worried and I understand it's unknown. It's unknown. It's, it's not seeable. I can't see the virus coming down the street. So, I mean, and I'm not saying that in a, a facetious way at all. I'm being honest, you know, you don't see it coming, you know, you just feel the effect if you get sick. So, I mean, I understand the fear, but what I really would like to see is people harness that fear and say, okay, there's a healthy reason to be afraid of an illness that does hurt and kill people, but we can't give in to tyranny and lose all of our civil liberties and lose our freedom because of a virus or anything else for that matter. You know, this was a huge deal after 9-11 and it was something that really bothered me then was uh you know understood why they wanted to do the patriot act but also understood that that's not acceptable and you know we can't give up our civil liberties and our freedoms for these things because once you do the the left or the bad actors around the world or whatever or the virus wins so that is that is a really big thing. And now we need to pay attention. I implore people to pay attention. I'll be paying attention to what the left and what Pelosi and what these people are going to try to come up with, because I know they're working on another stimulus thing. She came out and said they're going to they're they're working on their own stimulus. You know, when the hell did this stuff happen? I noticed she said she was putting together her own task force. What the hell are you doing? Why are you putting together a task force? You know, I've got a great idea. You know, she's from uh, California. Why doesn't she go back there and try to fix that state? Although she can't because she agrees with all the policies that have turned it into an absolute third world country. And it's a fucking cesspool. But you always wonder about that. You know, that's one of my big things is, you know, clean your own doorstep and then come tell me about mine. And uh, that's something that the left has no no concept of they just always want to tell everybody else how to do everything and they they're definitely not going to do it themselves um they are walking hypocrisy all the time that is that is what it is and i'm sorry you know and and you know people always say well i apologize if that offends anyone i don't apologize it's just the truth and i'm sorry that you know some people can't handle the truth i'm not really sorry I, I'm not, I'm not even going to fake it. I'm not, it's just the truth and that be where it may, you know, and that's what we need. We need a lot more of that. We need a lot more people that are just going to come out and tell the truth, period. And I think personally, and I'm not saying that's just left or right. I, I think that the conservative side of things has been either way too silent or has not been, I don't want to say sold because I don't believe it's something that has to be sold. So I don't want to put that label on it. It's not been articulated to people 
in a general good way and saying that, you know, because so much of this stuff, you know, they'll say, well, they're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. Stop letting other people define what makes you a conservative or what makes a conservative. Stop all that. Just come out and say, you know, even even if this is all as far as you get, you know, like I say, you know, when me, I fall more in the libertarian side of it, you know, which is, you know, one side of the right is more the libertarian side where you're, you know, and I would say the other side, what they call the alt-right, which is, I have no idea what the hell that is, the alt-right. I mean, I guess if you could say there's an alt-right, the alt-right would be more of the, you know, really conservative, more religious side of it, which I don't even have a problem with that because we're not talking about crazy outlandish crap that you want to do. So, you know, that's not really a crazy thing. It's just personally, I don't care what, you know, I don't really care what people do in, uh, you know, the social thing. I mean, I have a huge problem with social justice. I have a huge problem with all these uh, crazy activist shit. I have a huge problem with that. What I'm saying is me personally, I don't care what, you know, what you do, you know, and I hate it. I, like I say, I hate it all the time because I hate hearing about it. I just don't care. You know, what does it matter? You know, you don't need a banner to tell me who you have sex with. I, I don't care. That's, that's the problem. That's where you, you know, that's where you and I are going to butt heads because, you know, I don't need a sign to tell me just, you know, just be an American and go on about your life and, and enjoy the liberties and freedoms that that affords you. And then let's just get on with life. And that's where I'm at on it. And that's where I think most Americans are at this point. And, you know, they talk about the, the middle America and that's where most of them are. They just don't care anymore. What we do care about is our liberties and freedoms. And we're not anxious to have them taken away, even for a virus. These things have happened before. Dangers have always happened. Things will always happen. You cannot stop them from happening. I don't care what kind of government you want to put together or what kind of idea you want to put forth. Things aren't going to stop happening. But your response to them, yes, you want a good response, but you also want level-headed response. And that's what I worry about. And like I said, I worry that there's going to be some kind of backdoor way to use this to try to screw with the election or or something like that. And I'm going to keep an eye. I'm going to keep... Uh, uh, an ear to the ground, so to speak, because that, that, that does worry me very, very much, but I'll leave it there for this week. And, uh, and I hope you're well, I hope you're doing well. I hope no one has the, the Corona or if you do, I hope you've recovered. So I will catch you next, catch you on Thursday. I'm actually going to try to do another full episode this week. So we're going to see how that works out and at least get close to it anyway. But until then, check us out. Uh, leave us a review or a message. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of them. Leave us a message. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. It'd be great. Really appreciate it. But until next time, it's no agenda, just America.